So happy weekend, folks. Uh, this weekend, I'm going for a double whammy of podcast episodes. And I'm, I'm getting a bit excited about that as well. It's probably a bit too much. So I've, uh, yesterday, I had the pleasure of having Mark Gilroy on as a returning guest to the, um, to the podcast. And we had a really fab discussion about the impact of tech on well-being and resilience and how we can think about tech in other ways and using social technology in particular in other ways so that we're not, we're not feeling so overwhelmed by it that we can control our usage of it in different ways. And if you haven't had a chance to catch it, I would definitely recommend that as an episode. But I'm quite in, excited about today's episode as well because I get to talk about a topic that I've touched on before on the podcast series about physical well-being and the impact that that has on us individuals and how we can think about that in different ways. So I'd like to welcome today's guest, Gemma Dale. Hi, Gemma. Hello. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very good, thanks. It's a, I'm thoroughly enjoying the British summer that we are having. The, you know, I was talking to an American colleague yesterday and saying that you know, in years gone by, our British summer has tended to be one day of heat, about three or four days of cloudy stuff where we don't know what's going on. We get floods in the country because we get so much rain. And this year we've got none of that. And I'm thoroughly enjoying that we don't have any of that. We've just had solid sunshine. That is a good call. That is a really good call because I am definitely a fair weather outside person. I do not I do not like going outside in the rain. I don't like going outside when it's windy or cloudy. It just does not make me it does not entice me to want to be out there to, to want to do that stuff. <laughs> I have gone out in uh, in light rain in the past, and then it's turned into a huge thunderstorm, and uh, I come home uh, exceedingly wet. But um, it, you know, it's uh, there's, there's, there's fun to be found in all weathers, I think. Yeah, see, I'm just not there. Just I'm just not. <laughs> it's just I I've 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 never been somebody who's enjoyed the rain. Like I'm, I'm fine when I'm indoors and I can watch it and it's happening out there. But ask me to go out in the rain and I, you will find a really miserable guy who will just bitch and moan about the whole experience. It's just <laughs> not my thing. I just can't do it. So one of the, um, the, the top, today's topic in particular that I wanted to talk to you about was um, about physical well-being. And for those who don't know, you're trained as a personal trainer. So I'm really curious to know how that happened because that's not something that many people would choose to get qualified in. And so I'm, I'm really curious to know where did that come from, if that's the case or not. Sure, of course. Um, so it was the end of um, probably a, a quite a long personal journey. Yeah. Um, so if I wind back to about 2000, 
stage where you're ready and prepared to do something about it. Right. Um, so I began to diet, and the early stage of that journey was predominantly just about dieting. And yeah. then slowly as the, the, the years went on, started to add some exercise into it. Okay. Um, in, in the way that you say you're a, a fair weather uh, exerciser, I, I'd had a gym membership probably for about 10 years. Um, but my idea of, of going to the gym usually involves swimming two legs and then going into the jacuzzi in the sauna. Okay. Um, but I started to move into um, actually going into the gym proper. Um, and one day my gym was having a well-being weekend and you could have a free half an hour with a personal trainer. Yeah. So um, I went along and um, I met a, a great guy called Mark. Um, I don't know whether he was just um, trying to demonstrate his potential or whether he mistook me for somebody who was fitter uh, than, I, than I was at that point. But I can remember he did some um, uh, arm work with me and the next day when I went into work, I couldn't actually lift my arms up enough to dry and wash my hair. Right. Um, so I decided to book 10 sessions with him. Yeah. And then booked another 10 and booked another 10. And... Um, signed myself up some point on the way to uh, do the Race for Life 5K. Okay. Um, and um, that was a, a whole interesting story in itself. But um, eventually, somewhere along that process, fell in love with exercise and yeah. what it did for me. Um, and decided to, first of all, qualify as a fitness instructor, uh, which was quite really about me um, developing more of my own knowledge around the body works and, and exercise and nutrition yeah um and then enjoyed doing that um and decided then to qualify as a full personal trainer which i did in 2016 um wow. and then here we are today um it's not something i do for a living yeah um i sometimes help out friends and family but um i don't uh, unfortunately have the time to do as much of it as i would i would really like but um it's still a great qualification to have yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a journey indeed. And thank you for helping us to understand where that came from. Um, and, you know, there's there, there's lots in there that I, I'm, I'm really keen to explore with you. So mm-hmm. th- there's different, th- there's things around, you know, what did you learn about nutrition and eating and food that helped you to um, make a difference? Because that mm-hmm. that is an element of um having better control over your over your weight um what did you learn about um the uh, the body and w- about w- what the body needs in order to be physically healthy uh, can we start with, can we start with both of those and then we'll move on to other bits afterwards yes absolutely i think um like many people who had struggled with their weight for a very long period of time yeah i had undertaken various diets yeah and I think one of the things that I do really struggle with um is a lot of the junk diets that that are out there um right and you know I I've tried them all over a period of time um and you know there, there is also this really quite unpleasant celebrity culture that exists that I'm sure yeah you would have seen where um uh, you know a celebrity first of all perhaps sort of Maybe not September, October time is um, photographed and 
displayed all over the media, looking yeah. uh, more overweight than they really should be, and definition of, of what people should look like. Um, and and then will come the inevitable Boxing Day DVD diet queens <laughs> where there's yeah. lots of waste and, and so on. Um, and I think that is so unhealthy. Um, the whole culture behind that, women's magazines that yeah. um, that fat shame and body shame. Uh, women and I think um, what I what I learned I, I think you know yes you, you you do exams in nutrition and you know I could sit here and talk to you about some of the technicalities but I think yeah. what I really learned was to see food and exercise differently. Okay. Um, I really started to see how some of the things I'd done in the past it was about being thin. Yeah. I mean that's the truth. It was all about being thin. Right. Um, and my journey, I, I saw it differently. I saw it about being strong yeah. um, in my body and in my mind. Um, but I also started to see how the approach I'd taken in the past, which was very much fed to me by a whole diet of media, yeah, yeah. was so wrong. So I tried juice diets and I tried the Cambridge plan and I tried uh, the 522 and okay. um, so many other ridiculous diets. And know what what these things do is they, they can teach you to have all sorts of unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. um about what's not only achievable but also maintainable yeah um they can be hugely damaging to your self-confidence um and, and they're a cycle i mean you know the, yeah. i'm not going to sit here and criticize any one particular brand yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, idea yeah. Of, of classes and things you know whilst i recognize they work for a lot of people um, I spoke to somebody recently who said, well, I've been going to a particular slimming class for 10 years, and this person has never been the weight they would like to be. Right. And, and I think actually what, what you can become with some of these things is um, trapped in a, in a cycle. Um, and, and actually, there's, there's really nothing in it for these companies for you to um, get thin and stay thin. <laughs> because yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. The, because there's no business model in that. So I think you know, what I really learned was to to see my body differently, to see mm. food as something that would nourish me and fuel me, um, as opposed to it being this, this just this unachievable goal of um, being a certain weight or a, a certain dress size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot in there which I think will resonate with people who have tried various things along the way and and maybe not taking the time to understand why they're not having the impact that they're maybe expecting because you're right the media does feed very very regularly um in in, uh, all sorts of messages about what body size we should all be what kind of fitness regime we should all be having what kind of food we should all be consuming and I i think uh, you know, to your point, I think that a lot that a lot of that is quite unhealthy because it's so conflicting in so many ways that um, that you can start on a certain path and think, well, it must be right because I saw X person do this or X celeb do this, or my best friend told me to get onto this, or my doctor told me to get onto this. That it's um, 
Okay. And, and then once you start on a certain path, you just kind of think, well, it's got to work because I'm doing something rather than nothing. And uh, absolutely. And, and I think that's part of the issue is that people talk about so much of this is anecdote. You know, it worked for somebody or yeah. somebody had a whole load of health problems and they tried this and it worked. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, for anybody that's really interested in this stuff, there's a fantastic book called The Angry Chef. Um, about the science and the truth about healthy eating because actually once you once you scratch beneath the surface of this diet there's almost very little evidence beyond the anecdotal stuff right. most of the diets that are out there from you know the Atkins diet the blood sugar diet whatever it looks like there's so little evidence yeah. um, that any of them actually work and, and really the reason that people lose weight um, which is it, it's about calorie restriction so any diet that you do that you normally eat will yeah. have some results um, normally as I say because it involves some sort of calorie restriction um, so you right. can go on pretty much any diet in inverted commas yeah. um, that's branded and marketed and see some results but that doesn't actually mean they're good for you they're sustainable they're a way that you can live yeah um, and I think you know th- there's a but there's a huge amount of money in this stuff right so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not going it's not going away anytime soon yeah yeah, absolutely, and you know the, I I kind of marvel that there's, there there is very you know every couple of years, we do just hear about a new diet, fad, of some sort, and I always just end up thinking, like, that's fine, but if if this is what they're saying now, what was wrong with the twenty other different methods that are out there, that that you know if people have tried previously, why didn't that work? And what is it about this one that's convinced you that this is going to be the one that's going to make a difference? I think the reason this continues to happen is that everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants yeah. the solution, the yeah. one thing, the silver bullet. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, it doesn't exist. But whilst people seek it, don't say that, Jen. You're going to s- you're going to smash people's dreams right there by cl- making claims like that. <laughs> The secret, the secret thing doesn't exist, and you know that, that's what people. You're right. That's what people do want. They want the quick fix. Yes, and and that's why very high calorie restriction diets yeah. um, are, are you know they're particularly so well. I mean, you know, I, I know somebody that that lost eight stone on the Cambridge plan. Right. And that's phenomenal, but they put it back on again. Yeah. Because it, you know, this is my 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 consistent view on this stuff is. You know, weight yeah. loss and fitness, it, it is a mental process. It's about what goes on inside your head yeah. as much as it is what you eat or, you know, the weight that you lift in the gym. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and we have to get that bit right. Uh, we have to make the mental shifts uh, as much as we need to put a pair of trainers on and go run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, um, it, and for me, interestingly, right, um, I, I've... I'm, I'm a slim guy, yeah? I've always been a slim guy. When I was growing up, I had very many people tell me, so you're just too thin, and that's unhealthy. And I always kind of thought, well, I must be unhealthy, right? Because that's what people keep telling me. And, you know, you keep seeing, and yeah, you know, I used to watch all kind of normal programs and everything else that people do. And you see a body size of men, and you know, and I used to kind of think, well, yeah, you know, I, I know I am thin. I recognize that but I also see these body sizes that other people have and 
I can't attain that, or I don't know how to attain that. Um, and part of the thinking that I, I eventually realized is that I never really, I, we, we don't really have people to help us navigate what that thinking is. So if you're, you know, on what you've described in that there's a, a mentality and a mindset that has to be shifted on this stuff if you're going to try to lose the weight and if you're trying to control what you're doing and make it sustainable, it um. is more than just putting on a pair of trainers. And for me, it, it was the same thing, but just the other way, which is that, well, if I want to make a difference, I have to have a fundamental mindset, uh, mind shift, mindset shift, sorry, as to what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to get there. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if I draw on my coaching experience now, as opposed to my personal training, yeah. um, it's, it's about having that goal, having that clarity of goal, um, really understanding your why. Yeah. Um, and, and I think when you just have a why that's, I'm too fat, I must be thinner, you know, that it's not a good enough why. It's not, um, right, yeah. Um, and, and it's about sort of having... You know, having those goals, checking out your reality, where are you now, what are those yeah. options about getting somewhere else, what does success look like, how will I know when we've got there, you know, there's, there's so many of those questions that, that I, I would ask people as a coach that um, that relate to this. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I wonder how many people realise that that's that's the kind of approach which is more helpful and more beneficial and you know the the easy solution just seems to be well all i need to do is join the gym yeah. or all i need to do is restrict my diet in the ways that you've kind of started to allude to you know or all i need to do is just sign up to a weight loss program and yeah. and once i've done that that's it i'm i'm on the right path and, uh, and i think it, it People need to recognise this stuff is hard, and it yeah. takes great effort. Yeah. And and getting to your dress size or the mythical number on the scale. I had a mythical number on the scale. Right. Um, getting there is only half of it. Yeah. Maintaining it is is something else again. But you know the the Christmas uh, cliche of gym joining um, and detoxing, which of course is another um, junk science. Yes. Um, you know, it's like, okay, I've indulged a lot, um, I'll have a really good January, you know, I'll join the gym, I buy new trainers, I sign up for a class, I sign yeah. up, you know, for, for whatever it is, I get some sessions with a PT, and and it, it, it's almost a knee-jerk reaction when, when what I believe individuals need is, is a much more considered approach, and um, when yeah. it comes to personal training, actually spending a lot of time with people in that coaching space to begin with is hugely helpful because it is, why are you here? Yeah. What yeah. do you want to change? And, and I remember my own PT um, saying to me, you know, why are you here and what are you really prepared to commit to and what are you really prepared to give up? Right. Um, which was a really powerful conversation. You know, the first first meeting I had with him we didn't do any exercise at all yeah um we had that conversation and and we talked about my goals my goal when I first met him was to run a 10k okay um I'd managed to run a 5k um and I wanted to run a 10k and run it the whole way I, I didn't want to be fast I wasn't aiming for a time but it, it was yeah. a goal and it was it was really crystal clear in my mind um and and that was a conversation you had 
Wow. What a set of questions, though. I mean, um, so around this then, um, I, I think what would be interesting to um, share a bit about is, um, as you've then been on this journey yourself, but also you've done a lot of reading around this, and I'm really interested to know about this book, The Angry Chef. I, I know somebody else who's been reading that. I can't remember who it is, but I, I've seen this being talked about a bit more recently, actually. Um, so um, what is some good advice that you think people should know about in terms of nutrition and eating habits and things like that, that if they want to make a proper difference, what are mm. things, not necessarily what are the foods that people should eat, but what is it about nutrition and eating that people should understand better? I, I actually think a lot of people do understand exactly what needs to be done. Okay. Um, Yeah. And it doesn't fall into the fun category. Um, so, yeah. standard advice about eating a diet rich in different fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Um, noting that fruit can be quite high in sugar, so vegetables tend to often be better than... So, you know, you wouldn't want five of those portions, you know, every five a day to all be fruit. Yeah, um, yeah. Drinking lots of water, um, keeping your alcohol content to a, a reasonable level, keeping your... Carbohydrates down, keeping your, you know, staying away from heavily processed foods. Um, you know, yeah. There's the, 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 no, the, no, you know, there are some specifics. You know, if you said to me, I really, really want to build muscle mass. Yeah. We could have a conversation about how many grams of protein a day you, you need to, to eat. Right, but, right, right. You know, for most, for most people, if you just want to lose, you know, if you want to lose weight and you want to get um, a bit more in shape. Um, fewer carbs, yeah. more protein. I think one thing people don't always understand is, is certainly if you're you know, mixing it with exercise, the absolute importance of lots of protein. Yeah. Um, your oily fish, seeds, and a really good strong mix of fruit and veg, and plenty of water. Yeah. Um, and avoiding you know very high sugary drinks like fruit juice or and easy pop and you know all those sort of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But this is stuff that people already know. Uh, I mean, okay, sometimes you do come across somebody in, um, they're, they're utterly oblivious to the fact that a trifle has a lot of calories. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, I don't think most people fall into that category. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the one thing that, you know, I always say to people is, look, spend a week or so just using an app like uh, MyFitnessPal and working out what calories are you really genuinely pushing away? Because what most people are doing is underestimating how much they're eating. Yeah, um, okay, okay. Or example, I love boiled sweets, and, and I share an office with somebody who's always got boiled sweets, so right. quite often I grab, you know, three or four a day, and yeah. you sort of think, oh, well, I've just, you know, I, I could have eaten a couple of hundred calories in just boiled sweets, you know, so really religiously writing down and understand what you're eating, yeah, um, and then compare that against what the, 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 you know, you can get this stuff on the website, what, um, what is sort of the average that you should be eating for your weight and, and height, um, yeah, okay. you know, and, and okay. so there's plenty of websites that calories ought to be um, and and then start to reduce them uh, and you know it, it, it sounds really blase yeah. but I think that's because we're so used to this this um, notion that you've got to go on a complex diet you've got 
telling people to just be more um, con- conscious about having that spread of diet that they have so, mm. that, so that it does include like you say right these good spread of fruit veg um, you know good water intake the um, you know good sources of protein we're reducing out processed foods as much as is possible and when when you start to talk like that and people just go oh well you just got rid of all the food I love then haven't you that well, well, truthfully, yes, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's the other thing, it's about choice. I mean, I love food. Yeah. Um, and I've always been really honest that, you know, I I was overweight because I loved food. Right. Um, and I had to deal with that. And, and it comes down to choice. Uh, we all have choice in the moment. And again, that sounds like a, a dreadful cliche. Yeah. But I, I did stop eating some food that I liked. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But the choice is eat what you want and be overweight and be unfit and, and risk yeah, right. a whole range of associated health issues or or maybe look like you've always wanted to look like and be as fit as you've always wanted to be and, and yeah. you know, and there might be a middle ground in that and, and people have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you know what? I, I could go downstairs now Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'd rather not eat the Big Mac and be able to speak to my child. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's when, um, and, and you know, that, that's something that I've, I, I learned from more for myself on the other side, where one of my goals about three years back when I started going to the gym properly was, uh, was to gain weight, right? So, mm. so I, I, I eventually <laughs> I, I started to pay attention to um, that I am underweight and I wasn't, uh, so the interesting thing for me was I was never unhealthy with it. I was just underweight, you know, so I, I, I never suffered um, medically or physically or anything like that by being underweight. I, I've always been a fairly healthy kind of person in that I've not suffered in that um, uh, with my ill health or anything. But, um, but one of the things that I realized is that if I need to, if I want to do weight gain, I have to completely change what I think about food and and what kind of food I need to eat more regularly in order to support what I'm doing. Um, I think the, the question that sort of that, that occurs to me is, you know, why why were you doing that? You didn't have a health issue. Yeah. So what is it that was driving you to that? And and if I perhaps try and explain the, the reason for my question. Yeah. Um I think a lot of people that are really interested in what other people weigh. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, it seems it seems to be when people are underweight. So um, I've often said that when I was very overweight, yeah, that was when I was at my most unhealthy. Um, I couldn't. I could barely walk up a flight of stairs. Yeah. Um, and I simply would have been in a higher risk category for a whole range of cancers and associated heart conditions. Yeah. Nobody actually said to me then, do you know what, Jem, you really ought to do something about this um, for your health. Right. But when I started losing weight, one heck of a lot of people had an opinion. <laughs> and people right. would say to me, oh, you've lost too much, or when are you going to stop? Yeah. Um, uh, or um, you're getting too, You're getting too to thin me, now, Jem. Sorry? You're getting too thin now. You're losing too much weight. any favours and and, and I think it's that thing about actually what's it got to do with anybody else yeah right Um, you know my attitude to that you know there were times when it it was quite hurtful when it comes from family and friends but um, I think we have to recognise as well that sometimes especially when we're changing we often fill a a certain role for somebody and when you change you threaten people as well Um, and, and I think I experienced that very acutely, even with close friends. Um, somebody once said to me, um, do you know what, Jem? You're my fat friend now. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, no, the other way around. She said, um, oh, I'm, I'm your, your fat, fat friend. friend. So oh. previously she thought I was her fat friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, um, uh, and, and I think, you know, you fulfill a certain role, we expect you to be a certain way. And, and then yeah. sometimes they're quite happy to share that. And I think... Also have to have that strength of mind, and you have to. This comes back to the clarity of the goal. If you know what you want, and you've got a strong why, and you know you're doing it in the right way, you know you're yeah. not doing it through a fad diet or a junk diet, um, and you're doing it with advice and sensibly and slowly. Kind of, what has it got to do with anybody else? But people will have an opinion. Yeah, and that's that's really. I mean, you know. I'm just kind of stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned that people um, feel that that's what they can do. You know, that, that's it. That it's 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 an invasion on your own process, and 
and I, I, I totally know that people do it. Right? Uh, my, I have family members who will readily talk about stuff um, to do with other people in the family that they really shouldn't be. And it's... Uh, and I, I learned a long time ago not to do that. Right? I learned a long time ago that there's a certain... Not just a boundary, but there are... Uh, but it is. Actually, no, there is. There are boundaries that you shouldn't cross. And just because people have done it all the time doesn't mean it's right for them to continue to do it. Absolutely, but it, you know, it's especially when you are on the crest of losing a lot of weight. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you start. There, there's a challenge in there somewhere to other people, and yeah, and yeah. They don't take that well. Yeah. Yeah, because they've they, they've had an association of you as a, as a certain person in a certain way, and now yeah. and now you're changing the dynamic of what that is because you're fundamentally making that choice of yeah, I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't happy as that person. There are other things that I want to do that make me happy, and this journey will help help me to get to that place. And, and I think, you know, it does make my thought processes, sometimes it makes people look at their own selves. You know, there were people who yeah, right. I was their sort of partner in crime in going out and eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, so when I went out to dinner and said, actually, um, I'll just have water, I'm, I'm not drinking at the moment because I've got an event coming up um, and I'm training really hard for it, you know, that person spent the whole evening switching between trying to get me to have a glass of wine to being really snarky about <laughs> right. um, my decision not to. So I think, you know, it's a when you're when you're making a big life change, um, it's something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and you have to be strong around it. So um I have I have another question around this which um I think you're starting to <coughs> um which um uh, you, you certainly my thinking has been taken to as you've been talking. Which is, as you're going through a process like this, um, what's the right kind of support mechanisms you need in place to help help you to keep with that um, the, the journey or the process or however you want to describe it? But, yeah, does that sure. make, does this question make sense? Absolutely. I, yeah. I think it's probably different for everybody. So I'll reflect on my own experience. I yeah. didn't have a lot of support around me. Right. Um, we, and I don't believe I would have got to where I was without my personal trainer fantastic um, okay. because he was the person that encouraged me to believe in myself yeah um, he was the person I could talk to and he was probably one of the few people in my life that um, when I sort of said I'm signing up for a tough mother or I'm giving up alcohol or whatever didn't sort of raise an eyebrow and, and I get that I, I was always somebody you know I was the girl that had a note for PE uh, every single week at school, right. you know, I, I avoided exercise my entire life. Yeah. Um. So I understand why people were, were skeptical or, or unsupportive, but um, you know, I can remember going to him and saying, "Oh, I signed up for a half marathon." He was like, "Okay, Jen, what do we need to do about it?" And I think, yeah, having that for me was absolutely fundamental. Yeah. Um. I also had a friend who would come running with me even when she didn't really want to. Um. Yeah, so cool. I think it's um. Everybody will be different. Um, yeah. Some people will get that real benefit from a class, you know, the, the weekly classes that I have criticised and just that sort of friendship group of people being in a similar space. So I just think seek it, seek it out, seek out what you need. If you're not getting it um, from your immediate circle, there'll be online groups. There's, there are great blogs um, yeah. okay. to read. The, um, there will be... Um, you know, it, there will be a professional as well. If you need to reach out to a professional to get that advice and help, um, then do it. But doing it on your own can be can be hard and lonely. 
good call. It's a good call. Um, and I agree. Um, personal trainer, I had a personal trainer to help me. Um, so w when I decided I was going to join the gym um, in order to help improve my fitness levels, um, I, one of the things I knew was that I'm not confident with gym equipment and I don't know how to use them well. And so I could I could have happily have gone along to the gym, done stuff and thought, oh, yeah, I think I've had a good workout, but not actually use the kit in the way it's designed to be used and gives yeah. me and gives me the best kind of you know sense of progression and um, development of the different um, body parts and different things I was trying to do. And having having the personal trainer, uh, my guy was named Andy, and um, agreed, you know, he was very, very good at that. And he just really helped, estab helped me establish what was the right kind of techniques I should be using. And yes. then, um, and then once I understood what techniques I needed to have, um, he then helped to develop my understanding of how to develop different routines for, for different purposes. So if you need to do, yeah. you know, if you're doing fitness or if you're doing a hit kind of session or something, it's different to if you're doing um, kind of muscle building or strength building. And so, and that was important because I didn't realize that there were, I mean, obviously you understand it from a kind of intelligence point of view, but, a, you know, the actual practicalities of it, the technicalities of how they, they're different and what you need to do, that was absolutely key and vital in helping me to start to work that stuff out as well. And it's all about your goals, of course. You know, if you of want course. to run a half marathon, yeah. you might train in a certain way. If you want to build muscle mass, you'll train in a different way. Yeah, um, right, right. And that, that's why that can really help. I think it can help in lots of ways in the technical way you describe, but there's also the confidence element. And it is, you know, a lot of people find it really quite hard and intimidating to walk into a gym for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you're overweight. Yeah. It's a really difficult thing, and, and it's hard to walk into a class for the first time as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that professional relationship, I mean, I, I went for 10 sessions, and we ended up working together for two years. Um, wow, fantastic. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I worked with Andy for, I think it must have been four months, and then uh, and then it just became too expensive. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I could afford it for that length of time because I knew that there was a certain set of stuff I needed to do and then it got to a point where I was like well I can't sustain that anymore but there is um, I used to do ad hoc sessions with him um, and that was helpful as well just to keep the kind of sustained thinking and you know my own processes about that stuff I, I think it's everybody's different again isn't it and, yeah, and yeah, I, needed, yeah, yeah. I needed that person to push me and I think the one yeah. thing the trainer does um, is they push you harder than you probably ever push yourself. Um, yeah. And, and even with all the knowledge in the world, um, which I, you know, I, I have the technical knowledge. Yeah. Um, I don't always apply it. You know, I, sometimes I go to the gym and I faff about and I come home and I think, I'm not sure how much you achieved then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I totally experience similar that when I go to the gym, you know, it's... Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll be doing my sets and what have you. And in my head, I have to hear Andy talk to me <laughs> because that's how I know, have I, you know, if, if he were there, what would he be saying to me right now? And so uh, I try and use that. But then sometimes I recognize that I need 
to get um, other people in the gym to help me as well and I've got more confident in being able to do that you know, in going to somebody and saying look can I, I need to get through this set can you just spot me for it and just help me you know, just talk you know, just count me down as I'm doing my numbers right as I do my yeah. reps so I, I want to start to talk more about the kind of personal training side of stuff. Um, actually, not the personal training side of stuff. I, I want to talk more about, um, uh, you know, what, one of the key things that I've learned about uh, well-being is that being physically active is very important for um, kind of um, better quality of life, um, for, your, for your mobility, for your mental health, for your physical health for keeping the body in as good a condition as it can be. Uh, so I'd like to start talking about that as well, if that's okay. Sure. Where, where do you think is a good place to start with that, Jen? Jen, I've got no idea. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's a big conversation. I mean, it is, it absolutely is. I mean, it, but it, it, it's holistic, isn't it? Um, true well-being is about all sorts of things. Um, it's about the diet. It's about mental health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are they absolutely are. Um, uh, so I, I guess, I guess it'd be interesting to start thinking about um, if people, if if the good advice is that being physically active is good for you to do, then um, and you know, in, in when we uh, when we had um, a bit of a chat just before we started recording, I was saying that the the thing that people kind of default to is oh well that must mean I have to go to the gym or that must mean I have to do daily exercise of some sort and I don't think that that's what the answer is actually I don't think either of those two answers so they can be part of the answer but I don't mm -hmm. think I don't think they are the answers so no, I, I agree with you completely and I think you know in the same way we talked about diet plans you also yeah. see it in exercises you know um the, the sort of, uh, hit classes became really popular. Then, you know, five wine back of me, it was spin classes. Before that, it was Zumba. There's always, again, something new coming out. Yeah. And, and not one of these things um, is is a silver bullet in the same way there isn't one for diet. Yeah. I think the most important thing is you find something that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, because that's half the battle. If, if it's something you've got to drag yourself out to, you've got to force yourself to do, um, it's always going to feel like a chore and you're always going to think, well, you know, I'd rather do something else instead. Yeah. So a mix is always going to be good. I mean, you know, true fitness will include cardiovascular fitness, uh, will include flexibility, core strength, balance, all of these things. Um, and in an ideal world, yeah. you would have an exercise regime um, that involves all of those things. Um, but we've also got to be realistic yeah. um, in, the ter in the sense that we, uh, we've we all got lives, commitments, jobs, commutes, pressures, um, yeah. housework, you, know, you name it. And I think it's better to fit it in wherever you can. Yeah. Um, uh, it is critical um, and make it work for you and your life and, and if you can find something you enjoy. So if I say a little bit how my regime yeah, 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 when please I do, was, please do. When I was um, probably my fittest and was, 
was taking part in events almost every other weekend, um, I would go to the gym probably twice a day. So I would get up in the morning, go right. at 5.30, do an hour of, of, of cardio and, and weight training, go to work, and then in the evening I would do something else. So that might be going back for Pilates class or a PT class, it might be going for a run or a cycle or a stretch class. Okay. Um, but I, I moved and I changed my job, which meant I have a commute that that's not possible. Um, right. So you have to reevaluate. So now I do lots of short burst exercises. So I might go for a 20-minute run or a 20-minute bike ride as opposed to a, a two-hour gym slot. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, I encourage people not to beat themselves up with lots of shoulds and musts um, and lots of guilt because yeah, that's yeah. just a, a ticket to misery. Um, see it in a positive way. Um, see this as your third place, which are all the concepts that you've introduced me to before. Yeah. See it as new time. See it as something that's, you know, reframe it as something that's not a got to do, but something that's good for you. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. do what you can fit in. And, and as I say, if you can, do something you enjoy. Yeah. That's a, that's a good set of um, thinking there about it, in that you fit it in where it, where it makes sense to do. And that's certainly what I found with, you know, it's w when I was um, in my previous job, um, the gym was very close to work. So I was able to fit it in either going before work or going yeah. after work. So I, I could make it work either way. And I experimented with both and I, I kept it going with both as well. And then the other thing I found was that um, I had to t I had to commit to in myself I had to commit to well what's the minimum number that I want to be able to do yeah and so if I know that then I know what my week needs to look like so I can shift my diary and do do that where it makes sense and then do the other stuff yeah. as is needed as well absolutely and again one of the, the conversations I had with my my PT in the in the really powerful thought-provoking conversation I talked about earlier was what, what can you commit to in terms of numbers of hours? Yeah. Um, and, and making that realistic. There is no point saying I'm going to do an hour a day every day. Um, yeah, right. You're not going to do it because as soon as you drop out of that regime, you're immediately telling yourself that you failed. Exactly. Um, so I aim for four hours a week. Yeah. Um, I would love to do more. I, I would genuinely love to do more. But I recognise at the moment that's what I can fit in. So I go for it and I make every single one of those hours count. Nice. Yeah, and um, and in a similar way, I, 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 I've tried to commit to myself that there's... Um, so I, I try to regularly tweet about what physical activity I do. And I have a mix mm -hmm. of going to um, weekly Pilates classes, gym twice a week and swimming once a week if i can do those four things in my week and i and i normally am um, at least two of those the pilates and the swimming are normally done during lunch hours and the gym is normally done after work so that allows me to know that if i've done that in that week i've had a really good week of physical activity and yep. then when it comes to the following week if i can't do them i don't beat myself up over it because I know that I've got four different sets of activities that any one of them helps to sustain and keep me going. And um, if I miss all of them, then I really miss it. 
So this yeah. week, I've th- this week earlier this week, I wasn't feeling too hot. My energy was kind of all over the place. And you know, um, somebody that you and I both know, Julie Dreiber, often has this saying where she says, "Sometimes you have to listen to yourself and go slow." And that's totally what I did. I went on a go slow. I was like, "Right, I'm just gonna let m- let myself be and do whatever I need to do," mm-hmm. because whatever's happening for me physically right now, it's not it's not in the right place. And I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna force a set of activities because I don't want to. I don't know what I need right now and and i'm glad i did it because today i'm feeling much better but now i'm looking back on the week and thinking i really miss all of that i really missed not doing those things but come next week i know that i can just pick it back up and i'll be all right because there's there's good sets of routines that are in place that help me to keep going with those things absolutely and there's a big difference between um listening to your body and recognizing that going slow is a good thing and ducking it and making an excuse and you didn't this the latter it's about um just being really really clear with yourself um yeah you know, I, i'm i'm a good one for building excuses in occasionally when i really don't feel like it yeah uh, and and that's sometimes where the, the discipline side kicks in yeah absolutely absolutely so um a couple of pieces i, I just want to come back to um and it's, it's just more to help provide some clarity on what we what you mean when we say those words right so you, you talked about doing cardiovascular activity um about being flexible um, and there's a couple of other ones that you mentioned as well so when you say those words w- what's the kind of accompanying kind of exercises or activities that people can do that help to meet that so 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 people start to get a better sense of um what kind of uh, mix of activities should they be looking to um sure. have yeah Okay, so you know, so your cardiovascular is anything really that's making you out of breath and sweaty. Okay. Um, so good for your heart, um, and also good from a, you know, if you are trying to lose weight, good from a calorie burn perspective. Right. So I would never advocate any one particular exercise because yeah. it's all about again people finding the one that works for them. Yeah. Um, my cardiovascular tends to be uh, either running uh, or cycling. Okay. Um, running is great exercise obviously not great for you if you've got issues with knees or, or backs perhaps yeah yeah um, but you know it's a good all-round exercise it, it's a good thing to do with friends and there's lots of really easy ways into running so couch to 5k yeah um lots of local running groups um exists everywhere i've ever lived and yeah um lots of them will do an entry level uh, way into it and and running's amazing you do get a little bit addicted to it but um, so again, anything that's going to make you hot and sweaty, a Zumba class would be, you know, another perfect example. Right. That's also really, really sick and fun. I, I love Zumba. Unfortunately, my knees aren't up to all the all the twisting and the shimmying. But okay. um, so anything um, that you know that falls into that space is cardiovascular. When I talk about strength based exercises, I'm typically talking about um, weight. So something that is bearing the weight, whether that's um, free weights. Um, whether you're using just your body weight, so, you know, for example, lunges or squats, okay. um, or whether you're using a machine that is helping you um, with that. And again, there's, there are no fits or rights or wrongs. If yeah. you're trying to achieve certain things, like build really big muscle mass, there's, there's certain ways of doing that, there's certain sets that you can do, there's certain diets that can accompany it. Yeah. Um, but um, you don't need to, you know, people are fearful of weights, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I hear women say they don't want to bulk up, and you know, you 
So Jen, and, and that, that, that great just talk, um, can you talk to us just a bit more about why that makes a difference in older life? Like, so as you grow older, why is it important to have um, good body strength and being able to do resistance exercises? Why is it? Why, why is that healthy for the body? Okay. Um, um, and then you've got all your stuff around sort of flexibility and balance. Yeah. Um, and these are the things that you will get from classes like Pilates, yoga, Tai Chi. Um, lots of gyms do do a class that you'll find called something like body balance. Um, right. Right. That, that sometimes incorporates a number of those. Um, so um, you know, and things like swimming will cover a number of those. It can be cardiovascular. Oh, is that what it's about? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
that all of that all of that is really really helpful um to help understand about what are the different types of exercises we can do and what they can allow for and why we should be looking to do them as well um, i try not to use a jargon if i can because i think that's one of the things that people find just really off-putting yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got all this all these complicated equipment names and um and technique names and yeah um, Absolutely, I totally agree with that. And you know, um, in in most areas of life, if we can help people access things in a much more you know, everyday language fashion, that's just a good thing we can help people with. Uh, so, to totally agree with that. The last thing I think that I'd like to um, ask around is, um, if if people aren't convinced that going to the gym or finding exercise routines in the way that we've described can be um, is something that they want to do. What are some what are some kind of everyday things that they can do that will just so you you mentioned some of them like you know um, trying to incorporate more walking trying to make sure you use stairs more regularly things like that but are there are there other things that people can do on a kind of everyday basis which if you do that it's just going to naturally be better for you Yeah. And I realise there are some people who just always work for for medical reasons and so on. But um, eat less, move more. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So, um, if I give you a little personal example, I, I um, as you'll know, because you visited me, my office is about a mile away from the train station. Yeah. Um, and there is a bus. Um, and occasionally, um, if it's raining or I'm feeling very lazy, I will jump the bus. But actually, walking <laughs> yeah. that mile is much better for me. Um, easier things like just you know if you can take a ten minute um, walk at lunchtime. If you right. stand more, I mean again we have such for those of us who work in offices we have very sedentary jobs. Yes. Um, so stand up. Um, try and persuade your employer if you if they're uh, willing to do so to get you a standing desk. Yeah. Um, just just building what you can. Um, again, I've heard it's such a cliche, but get bus just one stop before yeah um you know take the stairs and if you feel so inclined run up them rather than walk um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they feel like cliches but they do work yeah um and at this time of year get outside you know it's great for your mental health as well my, my partner and i um last night we just said it's a beautiful evening um 
Godolphin and walk 15 minutes around our local park. Oh, fantastic. Um, which is, you know, it, it's good for the soul as well as good for the body. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and I, I love that, eat less and move more. Uh, it, it can definitely help. And I've, I've not had a standing desk before. I've got one in my new um, job that I have. I love my standing desk. It's awesome. I didn't know how much I, when I when I first tried it out, I was like, "How have I not experienced this before in my life? This is actually transformative." And you know, I find that um, you know that when I have naturally um, kind of low energy points because of either the post lunch slump or I haven't slept well the night before, or I'm just feeling a bit kind of lethargic about something. All I need to do is just adjust my desk so I'm standing and I'm completely in a different zone of energy because I'm yeah. standing. Just just no other fact. Just because I'm standing, I'm in a completely different other energy zone and I'm not feeling as sleepy or as lethargic as I was because I'm not sat on something which accommodates or, or rather which tells the body that you're in a resting state. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I did was I replaced my office chair with a large exercise ball. Um, oh yeah, right. Means your 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 core is almost constantly moving, but you do get some very odd looks um, <laughs> when people come and visit you. So you know, think that one through carefully. Yeah. But I, I, you know, and if this sounds a bit challenging or a bit arrogant, then then maybe it just does. But people often say to me, I can't fit this stuff in. It's too hard. I don't have the time. You know, and way I look at it is most people who say that to me yeah. have got time to watch some unspeakable trash on the television um, or uh, you know have got time to, to do leisure pursuits and you know yeah there's always more people in the pub than the gym so you know if you've got time to do that you've got time to do 15 minutes run around the block absolutely yes yeah very much so this has been a really really fab call um, it has been so good and I'm really really pleased that we could get to do this and thank you so much for all of your input around this Jen no problems it's uh, um, ho and hopefully it starts to give people um, who who want to be able to think about their physical well-being in different ways and maybe even thinking about why some of their diets haven't been working for them um, I, I think we've provided some good kind of guidance and thinking on how to how to make a shift with that stuff um good well hope people find it useful yeah yeah I'm, i really hope they do um if there's any kind of useful articles or blogs that you think because you said there's some really good online resources around this stuff uh, yeah. pl please do share that and i'll pop it into the show notes so that people can um easily access where they might be able to you know, if they want to go up and read some other bits it would be really helpful to just have anything that we have around that absolutely yeah yeah fantastic thank you um all right good to talk to you you too bye talk to you soon bye bye stay there